0: Thanks for tuning to Digital Voices podcast, where we chat digital transformation challenges and opportunities across healthcare and life sciences. And now, your host, Ed Marks.
1: Hey, Digital Voices listeners, I have great opportunity coming up. We are in the process of creating Voices of Innovation Payer Edition. So, if you work at a payer or a payvider, and wanna contribute to this book, just send an email to voicesofinnovation at gmail.com, and we will send you instructions. It's super, super easy and fun, and the best parts are all proceeds go to cure cancer, and it's great for the brand of your organization to share a little bit of best practices on what you're doing for innovation. Thank you. Welcome, Ed Marks here with Digital Voices. Hey, we have a special treat on this drop. So we're going to take sort of a global perspective, but also come back to the Americas and, and one of the great leaders in uh, I think in, in the world, uh, and you'll see why I believe that. And uh, my friend CTL, so CTL, uh, welcome, and please tell us your entire name, and people will understand why I say CTL.
0: <laughs> it's wonderful, wonderful to connect with you, Ed, uh, and uh, you know I followed your career as well, and I'm i I'm a big fan and. Uh, before i say my name i should say one thing Uh, when we worked in tech mahindra together uh, you made an introduction to to a client where we were struggling and a new cio had come and uh, um, you were his mentor if i remember right right and uh, he received you so warmly and uh, i've never forgotten that meeting right and uh, uh, after you handed it over now a few years, uh, this is a huge client for Tech Techmenendra, but every when we when we took it over, I realized the responsibility uh, of uh, the trust that you built in your relationship. So it's been a learning experience for me. Uh, thank you again and uh, you know that's why you, you know we've followed you all this while and uh, uh, thank you for enriching my life with that experience as you're exper- enriching others lives so, Again, my name is Lakshman and Chidambaram, uh, pretty long name, and uh, everyone calls me CTL. It rolls, you know, easily off the tongue, so uh, I'm very comfortable with both.
1: Yeah, so I yeah I didn't want to make a mistake on your name, and as as my audience knows, my my wife's from India as well, and and so she usually helps me with different names, but that one was a little bit uh, challenging. So, but yeah, we've always gone by CTL. And CTL, before we jump in, uh, Megan, you know, we have a lot of guests from around the world. And even though, as we'll learn, CTL is based in the in Americas, um, what are the most common countries of our guests other than North America? I would have to say India, probably. We have a lot of guests that some are still located in India, um, and a lot of them have, you know, set roots in America. Um, yeah, I would definitely say besides America, India is probably one of our top locations. Yeah, and I think after that, it's uh, probably Canada and then um uh, I think we'll get. Uh, we've had a couple people from the EU, mm-hmm. uh, uh, UK specifically. So, anyways, yeah, that was the first time Ctl we met, uh, at least visually. Was uh, working with that prospect that became a, a great client of yours, and I. So my perspective on it was, I was amazed how great uh, you were, and you know your your leadership style, um, the empathy that you show in your leadership, and. The, the articulation of everything that you believed in. And I think that's what helped my friend, you know, gain your trust and uh, the trust of Tech Mahendra, And, uh, and I, I remember sitting back and telling other people that I worked with, you know, in my health and life sciences division of tech, I was like, this CTL person's great, you know, and, and I, I, I learned a lot from you um, during that. So, so I think we uh, both mutually benefited, but the best of all, the client benefited. So that was cool. Absolutely.
0: You're very kind. Thank you.
1: So, you know, one of the first questions we always ask is, what songs do you like to listen to? So what kind of music do you like?
0: See, you know, uh, my favorite is a Tamil poet called Bharatiya, Subramanya Bharatiya. He was a freedom fighter, you know, fought fought against the British. And uh, like Martin Luther King, lived a very impactful life, died very early. Uh, lived amongst very difficult circumstances, but what he wrote always had positive energy. Addressed issues that were bigger than himself, right? Abolition of casteism in India, empowerment of women. I'm talking about you know, uh, 60, 70, 80 years ago, right? Uh, during India's before India's independence, and uh, and such. And he wrote so eloquently. Uh, every time I listen, and musicians over the decades have set it to contemporary tunes. So the songs, you know, remain the same. The words remain the same. But the musicians have made it, you know, have kept it in touch with the times. And when I listen to them, they touch, they inspire, they are powerful. And I've realized listening to him, I'm listening to his songs and his words, how important words are the power of words, the power of good words to touch and inspire. So in my playlist, he's number one.
1: I like it. I'm going to have to look him up and we'll try to, Megan will try to remember to put his name in the show notes uh, for sure. So uh, CTL, this might lead right into the next question. And that is, is there a life um, passion message or maybe a quote, some words that you live by that inspire you? You know,
0: there's only one sentence and this came from my grandfather. So I don't own the original, uh, you know, IP for this, right? And uh, my grandfather started business when he was 13 years old. Ed. Uh, mortgage my grandmother's dwells at that time. You know, she kept reminding him many times during his lifetime about that, right? And uh, I, we all saw him, you know, we, we were all around him, seeing him grow up. And it was one thing. You know that I gathered from everything that I learned observing him. That is the word you give is more important than any document you'll ever sign, hmm. right? And uh, uh, I've carried this as a living principle right through my life. I worked in different geographies, dealt with different nationalities, and uh, you know I've always wondered, hey, this worked in India, will it work? Now, after all these years, I'm convinced that that mantra. Is something that uh, is like a guardian angel that keeps you on the right track all the time.
1: Yeah, that I love that. I, I wrote that down. I think that's uh, really important because again, it goes back. You know what we talked about at the very beginning is the, that trust. And if you require a signature in order to have trust, that's not a good. That's not a good foundation of a relationship. So tell us. You know, you're such an interesting person. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story, both personally and professionally. Like where you grew up and, you know, things that happened to help shape and form you to where you are today.
0: You know, I grew up in India. You know, I was born, brought up in Chennai, which is a coastal city in the southern part of India. And, uh, you know, very sheltered life. Uh, The family was reasonably wealthy, so not really tested in any different fashion. And when I graduated, it was like, you know, there was a yearning inside me that, the family was like a banyan tree. It was very protective, gave me a lot of shade, uh, but I, there was something burning inside me to bring out the me, right, to the world. And uh, that is when, uh, out of college, I got uh, picked up by a company called HCM. And uh, they posted me uh, in the northern part of, in the western part of India, in a place called Amdawad, where the language spoken was different and it just took me out of my comfort zone. And I think that's the best thing that happened to me. I was asked to sell and I'd never sold before, so it took me out of my comfort zone. It made me uh, realize, you know, the potential within me. Uh, it, uh, it, it, it increased my risk-taking capabilities and uh, I owe a lot to, uh, to, to my experience with HCL for making me what I am today. And uh, I've also felt that every time there's a time when you're ready to do your next gig, like you must have been yeah. there when you did divergent right there's a time and uh, the call always comes when your mind is ready yeah like they say the teacher appears when the student is ready right and so i've always got those calls and i moved to the us and that was a big move right uh, both my kids were in middle school and elementary and so it was a huge change for us i took it i came and uh, joined a company called syntel worked with them for 10 years in the uh, it outsourcing space and uh, then you know tech mahindra had bought satyam and uh, satyam was you know india's andron right. there was a huge fraud at the top and uh, the job description was employees are demoralized customers are on the fence there are a few court cases running to a few billion dollars how does it sound and involuntarily without without even thinking deeply what is this exciting <laughs> you can't do this in a lab so that's what brought me to satyam it again Took me into a new league, a you know, new set of problems to solve, and uh, I, I've just enjoyed every bit of the journey. Uh, and it's taken me very blessed. It. Uh, it's uh, it's exposed me to cultures, it's exposed me to people, it's exposed, it's given me experiences that I'll carry for a lifetime, and uh, very blessed.
1: Now that that's super fascinating. And so now you're you're based in the in the Americas, correct? You're now. You're still here in the united states and uh if i remember correctly you're you're in the east coast someplace
0: you're right i lived in boston for 24 years and shifted six months ago to dallas head (laughs) which is where our headquarters is so experiencing a new place now yeah
1: no that's great yeah we'll we'll definitely connect and uh we'll share with you you've probably discovered some of your favorite uh uh indian uh, places to eat but we'll definitely connect and share some of ours (laughs) in the dallas Good. I'd right. love to host you. So, um, yeah, tell us about, you know, you, you, how, well, you just told us about how you came to Tech M and then you became head of all of the Americas. So tell us a little bit about that role, what that encompasses.
0: Uh, you know, when we when I joined, I told you that we my job was to turn around a sick company in the Americas, in, in North America specifically. Yes and uh, it was exciting it was like changing the wheels of a car when it was running at 100 miles an hour we had to do a whole lot of changes we had to um, you know hire new people you know uh, get new business right and did all that and uh, we when we bought satyam satyam was 1.3 billion and tech mahindra which is you know was 1.3 billion and both companies had 35000 employees each and uh, today it's 6.2 billion with uh, 164,000 employees. So it's been an amazing turnaround. But after we turned around and integrated Satyam within Tech Mahindra, you, you know, again, there was this restlessness. What next, right? And that was a time when we made an interesting change in the organization. TechMindra always positioned itself as a flexible, nimble, entrepreneurial company. And as we hit the 4 billion mark, things were getting slower, processes were taking time. So the board and the senior management team took a great decision to split the company into six virtual companies, each between 600 million and 1.3 billion in size. Uh, We call it freedom within boundaries. We sign up for top line. We sign up for bottom line. Brand is not outsourced. Legal is not outsourced. Otherwise, I run my company right and uh, nice. uh, so you're you're able to develop a subculture within the company uh, and uh, you know be responsible for a PNL uh, servicing fortune 1000 clients so that was very exciting i did that for north america for a couple of years and now they have expanded it We expanded my role to the americas which means i now run uh, you know the big locations there are mexico brazil and uh, uh, colombia
1: yeah super exciting so you're you're involved in multiple verticals and what can you speak a little bit about healthcare? Like what are your thoughts on healthcare in terms of uh, your verticals and, but share all the verticals. I think the audience interested, like, what do you cover? You know, what industries?
0: So we, I cover a broad range of businesses. It's called the enterprise business within Tech Mahindra. Uh, everything other than the, you know, telco business. So which is, banking, financial services, retail, travel, logistics, railroads. Uh, Manufacturing is a huge vertical for us, but it's actually split into many sub verticals. Automotive, discrete, aerospace, and defense and now we've split recreational vehicles and heavy trucks in one segment and specialty vehicles, like, you know, snowmobile, scooters, and stuff like that, you know, right. uh, that, that into another sub vertical So It's a big business for us. Uh, I just love what we do. We touch the physical aspects, we touch the digital aspects, and then we bring both of these together into where it integrates. We call it digital, right? Uh, I don't think uh, there's a word like that in the English dictionary. Hopefully we'll get one soon. So manufacturing is big. Uh, I used to run healthcare and then we had an entity that uh, uh, we bought with which we merged the healthcare entity. And uh, and so that's the range of business, oil and gas utilities, so a fairly wide range of businesses.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's pretty, that's pretty uh, massive. And uh, I imagine it's, it's challenging, right, to understand all the nuances of all those various uh, industries. But I'm sure that you have the right people that, in those that are experts in those industries that, uh, help you and all that. Uh, how has, can you speak, uh, a little bit about global experience? So would you recommend for leaders to, to sort of stretch themselves as you have and, and get global experience, even if that, even if it's someday they come back to more localized experience, but do you think from a career point of view that that's, you know, a beneficial move? Oh, absolutely.
0: You know, now, you know, if you had asked me 20 years ago, I, you know, it, it could have been cloudy, but now having traveled to different parts of the globe, you know, uh, work with different cultures, uh, the learning has been huge. There are some things that remain the same, like the values that you, with which you do your business, right, hasn't changed uh, ever, right? In any geography, anytime time, uh, irrespective of what happens in the economy or does not happen. Uh, but uh, today it's a global world, right? Uh, you deal with Fortune yeah. 1000 corporations where leadership is spread right through the globe. So if you were to be successful, it's just not enough if you know the US, it's a big, pretty large geography, but it's not enough if you just know that. You need to be able to learn how to interact, convince people, build trust across geographies and nothing better than, you know, putting yourself out of your comfort zone and and spending some time in these geographies. Either you relocate and spend, which is what many of our Fortune 1000 clients also do, uh, but regularly travel. And to me, I just love it because when I go to a new place, it excites me. Uh, I I go a couple of days earlier, I experience the culture, I experience the food. And so it's a wholesome experience and I think it's made 1 plus 11 for me. And I would strongly advocate it for everybody else.
1: Yeah, no, I... That's why I asked the question, because I'm a big believer as well. Uh, I think whenever we can expand our, our worldview and our understanding of multi-cultures, uh, I think it benefits everyone, not just from a business perspective, but also just kind of a you know, a life perspective. So you mentioned culture a couple times, and we're talking leadership now. So uh, tell us about the role of culture in setting the tone for an organization.
0: Um, you know, I talked to you about uh the five virtual companies we created within Tech Mahindra and, uh, I've been at it for the last six, seven years now. And, uh, we have a very powerful culture within Mahindra and Tech Mahindra, very powerful culture, very strong brand known for ethics, known for corporate governance. So we had a good base to take off. And, uh, we also realized that as a large corporation, we have a duty to the communities we work in, right? So that, in all, the goal is that uh, we should enable our, you know, commu- our, the communities that we live in to rise. And that's the only way we can rise as well, right? That's the philosophy. And uh, what we did was, if you look at the uh, IT services, which we operate in, uh, we compete with many firms, right? And uh, if you take all our PowerPoints and look at them, uh, you'll find that everybody is minus or plus 5 or 10%, right? And uh, what, I've, what I've realized is that uh, if you bring in something new, somebody else copies it in some time. The only thing your competitors cannot copy is culture. And it's much more easier said than done. It's a, it, it's a, an intense effort. It comes from deep belief that a leader has, right? And then his ability to drive it in so that the luck, Every person in the organization imbibes that finally, right? And so uh, I. the best is to explain through a practical example. Uh, you know, I, I love running. And uh, sometimes some of your best thoughts come when you do what you like the most. Yeah. And for me, it's running. And as we were running, we said there's only one thing that we focused on in this life. There are so many things you can do. And there's no time for doing multiple things. One thing that you would focus on professionally and personally, what would it be? And it kept coming back that customer delight is just the one thing that you would focus on. And it sounds very cheesy, right? Everyone says customer delight is important. And so we said, what does customer delight mean to us? So we said, you know, one, you need to have happy employees who come into work. It's a very abstract word. Happy employees who come into work. Only happy employees can make magic happen, right? So the quality of work that they deliver should be exceptional. So we did a lot of work around creating an environment where people can travel the distance between good and exception, where only merit matters, right? And so it, it takes years to do this. And, uh, you know, you, it takes training your middle management, your leaders at the middle management layer and the senior management layer to imbibe this. The second part that we looked at was training and knowledge of digital technologies. Because you see, Ed, in our business, Digital technologies in the last 10 years have completely changed everything. And we didn't have these technologies, AI, ML, augmented reality, virtual reality, metaverse, my God. And so we made training a top priority, uh, training anytime, anywhere. And uh, that thereby we mastered these technologies and we can hold the hands of our customers and uh, help them win in the marketplace. The third thing that we realized to create customer delight was to understand the customer's pain points extremely well anticipate trends that are emerging in their industry and come up with solutions and ideas that can help them win in the marketplace so we put inordinate effort in understanding our customers business this was number three and number four we said we'll do all-around clean business right when i say all round clean business it's just not top line it's just not bottom line it's just not dso days but doing everything right and finally we said we will do what is right for the customer and sometimes what is right for the customer is not right for you right and i'll give you an example there are thousand people doing testing and we were talking about customer delight the team came up with a brilliant idea extreme automation that would reduce it to 500 people everyone celebrated and then the guy who managed the PNl for this account woke up he said my god 500 people worth of revenue is going to go away oh but we have to stick to our ideals why don't we stagger this, we'll do this, but we'll stagger it over three years. That way the impact will not be on year one. And this debate, we allowed it to happen for some time. And then it came to a leadership meeting and we said, without winking an eyelid, do it now, do it now. And once that message went out and we did it, the PNL got hit, the revenues dropped Ed, in 18 months, we, the account showed 20% growth. Every year it has been growing at 25%. So it's an oxymoron, you you know, you can't go wrong by doing what's right. It's a very naive statement. I truly believe every alphabet of it. And 46% of my customers have been with us with with TechMindra for 10 years or more. We are like three spoons of sugar in a glass of milk. You mix it, you know, you can't separate the milk and the sugar. The customers trust you implicitly. They've given you the keys to their car. And if you betray that trust, you know, you wonder, some people say, oh, you lost an account. you, you don't just lose something. The rot sets in, right? And I believe that culture just to summarize is like the lighthouse, right? When the sun is shining and the sky is blue, even an ordinary company can look extraordinary during those difficult times when it's dark in the night, when there's a storm, culture is like a lighthouse that guides the ship to safety. And uh, it never changes. These ideals for six years has not changed. We've repeated it again and again and again and again till it's got into the DNA of the of the first person who's standing on the ground there. And I believe that's a key differentiator.
1: Yeah, that that's gold. So thank you for that. I was taking copious notes, especially as a as a young CEO of a of a new of a organization. And uh, yeah, there lots of great wisdom and why. I wanted to have you there. Yeah. And I, I, I speak very highly of, of everything that you said, you know, in my time at tech, uh, the things that you said, uh, ring true, um, from CP, you know, the CEO on down and, um, yeah, it's, it's just fascinating that, that these sort of, it sounds idealistic, but if you really practice it, uh, it really has the benefits, the outcomes, the results uh, that you spoke about. Um, is there, Something around uh, leadership that you'd like to share. So aside from culture, you know, what are what are one or two key leadership traits that you look for when you're thinking about expanding your team? You know, what are some of the attributes that make a great leader?
0: Um, Great question. You know, if I were to look at uh, leaders that have inspired me, a genre of leaders, it would start with Moses. Right, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Nelson Mandela, uh, Martin, Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King. Right, if you look at these leaders, they, you know, the, they went after a cause that was much bigger than themselves. Right, you know, and uh, uh, that, you know, enabled them to rise to become almost godlike. Right, so the one thing that keeps running in my mind right through is that, uh, you know, I. Should leave my footprints in the sands of time, right? And it should be for a cause that's much bigger than myself. If you if you can marry both of this together, you, your results will be magical. And I mentioned all these leaders because you know they 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 did magical things. They were ordinary human beings with their own flailings and but went on to do extraordinary things to become godlike, right? And so lots to learn from them. So when we look for leaders, we look for leaders who are caring leaders who, you know, for whom performance is important, but, you know, building people is equally important. Uh, Doing things the right way, you know, if there is a goal that you need to reach and many people reach the goal in many different ways, doing it the right way is very important, right? And so we look for ethics, we look for character, we look for team building skills, we look for people who nurture, who will celebrate in the success of others, those are some of the important characteristics that I look for, apart from the fact that they should be hard driven and want to do something different.
1: Yeah, that, that's great. I was actually asking from a selfish perspective. So I, I just threw that uh, question in because I, 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 you're a fascinating leader and I, I just wanted to get some more wisdom, not only for myself, but the audience as well. So you mentioned running. So we're going to shift a little bit out of culture and leadership. Uh, you mentioned running. How did you start and why do you continue to run?
0: Yeah, that's an interesting question. I, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm lean, right? Uh, you've seen me. And I've thought I thought, yeah. for me, lean is equal to healthy, you know, is what I thought, right? And for many years, I used to go for my health checkups and come back and the doctor says clean shit. So I thought whatever I was doing was right. Till a few years ago, I went for my annual checkup and the doctor asked me, what the hell did you do to yourself? And I said, what happened? He said, your cholesterol has gone up. And uh, he said, I'm going to start you on a tablet called statin." And uh, I said, how long do I need to take it? He says, you take it for life. I was taken aback. So I took it and uh, I developed a back pain. And then I went to India for 10 days, I think. I forgot my tablets and my back pain went away. So I went back to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, it's very common. It happens to people. Don't worry, we'll blend something that'll suit you. That was when I asked him. I said, listen, I want to, I don't, I don't want to be bound to this medicine thing. Yeah. Uh, release me, I'm willing to be a slave. And then he told me, he said, every time I ask you, what are you doing? You say you're doing everything right. You have to relook at your life. And then I relooked at my life. I realized that yeah. I was doing this early morning flights, taking a Starbucks coffee, getting to Las Vegas at two in the afternoon, Uh, When I'm hungry, I come out and I like like some Asian food. So I see this Chinese walk, you know, greasy food, you eat it. And then you do your conference, late night food, you know, that was life. And uh, things changed, right? And uh, I got myself a trainer and uh, I did my upper body, my lower body. I couldn't run from one end of, uh, you know, I I couldn't do 500 meters of running. I would be huffing and puffing. So they got me steadily onto it. And uh, that's how I got them because I wanted to be healthy. And uh, I'm so glad that I did it. Once you do, and I mentioned a statement ready, the teacher appears when the student is ready, right? One by one, I got introduced to world-class people, great trainer, and the guy said, oh, you have to meet this massage therapist who's world-class. So I got introduced to a fantastic massage therapist. So I had an ecosystem of people who talked about good things, right? And who got me on the right track. And then I ran a mile, I said, I like this thing. So I increased it and increased it till I do about five miles a day and uh, I love it. You know, I'm by myself, It, uh, my mind is quiet and good things come and talk to you. Sometimes an interesting conversation you've had with a client, a book that you've read and one thing leads to another, right? So it all started with health and I'm so glad that you know my parameters have gone back to normal. And, uh, you know, I just love it. I want to keep it that way.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great story because yeah, you're right. Oftentimes they just, people just throw medicine at, at a problem and it really doesn't take care of the problem. It just adds a lot of times, adds more to the problem. And so, but if you take uh, control and of your health and your wellness, uh, it can really make a difference. I, I I didn't know that, uh, that story. And, uh, that's fascinating. And, and that's a great testimony to the power. I, I didn't, of, you I
0: didn't intend telling that story. You're a great interviewer. You're drawing me out.
1: <laughs> no, that's, no, that's good because it's so important for for my, for our audience, because, you know, we all deal with that. You know, we're always in a rush. We're always, yeah, trying to, you know, uh, be the hero and, and, and we uh, sacrifice our health and uh, sometimes our family. So I want to talk to you about family next. So. Um, How do you sort of balance life or or integrate your life to where, you know, you don't neglect uh, either your work or your family or other things that are important to you? Um,
0: You know, from my perspective, I found that this work-life balance, and we talk a lot about it in the corporate world, uh, is a little bit of an oxymoron. Because what happens is suddenly you're working on a deal, you've worked on it for two years and it peaks. When it peaks, your mind, body, soul, every cell in you is inside that deal, right? And so you're working on it day and night. And at that time, you know, it's like a sports team that works really hard during the season, right? They're traveling 25, 30 days, whatever they do, and it's intense. But what I've realized is once that intensity is over, you'll have to pull back. You you know, do things that you like. regenerate yourself, right? Take the breaks that you need. For me, taking vacations is important. Me and my wife do it. We went to China last year. It was such an educational experience, just taking time off and doing this. So taking those breaks, you know, have helped. Uh, Having said that, could... Should I? Should I be spending more time with my family? Is a question that I ask myself all the time, and my wife asks me all the time as well. Uh, you know, hopefully, we find a good equilibrium. But uh, uh, I there yeah. are like bursts of intense activity, and then I pull back to regenerate. And
1: spend yeah, time. That, yeah, I, yeah. That's good. That's that's really good advice. Yeah, and how it kind of ebbs and flows uh, both both directions, uh, and can create a healthy. Healthiness on both sides. So, uh, CTL, I hate the fact that our time has come to an end because I could speak with you forever. Like I said at the at the beginning, um, I just found it fascinating when I when I served with you on that uh, prospect and who became a customer and um, just you know all of your insights and your leadership and the way that you handled yourself. And um, so, this has been terrific. I've learned a lot again, and I'm sure our audience has. Is there something that we missed in our conversation, or something we spoke about that you want to double down? I give you the last word.
0: No, I I, I quite enjoyed the conversations, and I said we are not going to prepare and you know let the authentic self speak. So thank you, you know, for your very thought-provoking questions. And uh, uh, you, like I said, you know, I'm I've been following you even after you left TechM, right? And uh, I followed all the interesting work that you do and learn from my experiences with you. And that's why I reached out to you saying, oh, I've seen you do all these interesting talks and we should do one. So I would like to thank you, Ed, for your time, uh, for your questions and uh, an opportunity to reconnect. And I would love to stay in touch. And I want to thank you and your audiences for this opportunity uh, you know, to, to to have this discussion.
1: Yeah, well, CTL, the gift is ours. Um, the leadership insights you provided and all the cultural things. and uh, you know, are, are gold because they're very practical. There are things that aren't theory, but wow, you can actually put these into practice and have uh, these great results and everyone wins. So thank you again. I want to thank my producer, Megan. She's awesome as always. And thank you for listening to digital voices. Thank you for listening to digital
0: voices podcast with Ed Marks. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe on your preferred streaming service and leave a rating and review. And most importantly, thanks again for listening.